What's going on, everybody? We back for another one. Another, another, another one. Man, you know how I said before, if I could be a fly on the wall? Well, I got lucky today and was a fly on the wall. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We talked last night. We were going to have Stanley Dunbar around. We had Blake Simpson on yesterday. We switched it up a little bit, but take this time to share the stream. You already know. Did you check out the coaches pick them this week? Coach Gary Goodhart out of Coventry, 10 and 0. We're going to have some stuff tonight. Breaking, breaking news, breaking news. Hope High School. Breaking news. Hope High School. Head football coach. I don't want to screw this up. Why don't we call him just Coach? Jeremy, respectfully. Well, Coach Jeremy is being forced to resign from Hope High School. We're going to talk about that. I'm sure he don't want to resign. You know, from what I was told, they said, you know what? There's no coming back from this. We're going to talk about that a little bit because we always got to give coaches a platform we did it for other coaches in the past. You know, I hate to talk about these things. But look, you know, uh, so Coach Jeremy, we're going to talk about that. You know, sources confirmed. Um, I heard this a few days ago or earlier in the week that, you know, um, the injury fund game was canceled. Hope High School either forfeited or canceled it. But now we have a reason why. And they are telling Coach Jeremy, from what I understand, Turn in your resignation papers or we are going to terminate you. He was, um, I guess he had a, we're going to talk about that coming up in a few minutes. But Hope High School, man, loses, is about to lose another coach. Hopefully we'll see what happens. I think he's on administrative leave from what I heard from um, from HR. Uh, he's on administ administrative leave right now. Um, I don't think he's to go to the field. He's not to have contact with the players, not to have contact with the assistant coaches right now. But we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. I want to go off and thank our sponsors real quick. Oh, another thing today. Big, big thing. RAIL releases another memo. And this has to do with the Interscholastic League. The residents of the mother shall be judged to be the residents of the student. And they're saying they're seeing an overwhelming number of transfers. And all transfers are to go through the office. And what the memo said was that we are seeing a rise in the numbers of transfers statewide to begin the fall season. You know what? Let's say it how it is. They're seeing a rise over at Central. This is what this is about. Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. This is about Central. I mean, we all know it is. Just say it. There will be continued conversations on this topic as the school year progresses. Shout out to my guy for the beats. Let me get this out of here. But yeah, they're going to go on as the school year progresses. They're going to have this conversation. It says... As a point of clarification, any athlete deemed ineligible by the school, whether it's discipline, academic, or the RIIL subject to the transfer rule, cannot be listed on the official roster eligibility list. All athletes on the roster must be declared fully eligible by the athletic administrator. Cannot participate in official pregame warm-ups with the team can be dressed in full uniform for a game. So they're really trying to go hard on this. But I was looking at the RIIL rule, and that's pretty much, I think that was just upgraded. But we're going to thank the people that make this bond possible. Um, if you want to help out, be a sponsor. We really appreciate it. You know, bills definitely got to be paid. You know, all this Google backup, the platform, I really appreciate it. But big shout out to Dola design Blizzy Blake doing his thing he still has to send me the Instagram address and maybe I 
didn't have to be so lazy today with the 5 million things. I could have looked it up. But big shout out to Recover Rhode Island. You want to get back on the field, check out my guy, Mikey Washington. He got voted off the island. He didn't get voted out, but he's on the corner of Knight and Washington Street. Go check him out. And I thought it was important to tell everyone that Mikey did apply for the for the e-board. And he got voted, he got voted down in a four-team division. So you do the math. But big shout out to all the sponsors that helped make this possible. Big shout out to Breakthrough Passing League, what they did for us this this season. Uh what Keith Croft did, you know, helping us out. Big shout out to Keith Croft. And we got Keith Croft on the show. He was on a couple days ago. You're gonna have to check that out. But give me one minute. Let me thank our sponsors. any illegal activities all content provided by this channel is meant only for educational purpose only get ready it's coming you hunting or you running get ready get ready get ready, get ready. it's coming Big shout out to Candyland Inflatables. If you know, need some inflatables, you know, um, give Candyland a call. But what's up, everybody? How we doing? We were gonna co- talk about the coaches, uh, coaches pick them a little bit tonight and the RAIL rule. But instead, you know, this comes up earlier in the week, and I get more information today from my people down at Hate Josh. Shout out to you. Good looking. Hope High School, man. They're looking to get rid of a coach that wants to be at Hope. Like, who wants to be at Hope? You know, respectfully to the to the people of Hope, to the alumni of Hope. But when you hear all the stuff you heard that that you might hear tonight and these next couple of days as I unleash all this stuff, because there's so much to go through. I don't think we can go through everything that's going on at Hope High School in one night. When I tell you, we got 10 files to look through. And it's amazing what people do to please other people, the get along, go along gang. Can everybody just share this now? We're going to explain when we have bad athletic directors. We have good athletic directors, and it's tough to be an athletic director, but it's even tough to be a bad athletic director. So many things that I have heard that go on in some of these programs. You know, we have to talk about this. I want to talk about some good things, but, you know, we have to stand up for the coaches that have no voice. Now, I reached out the message, the number that I have for Coach for Coach Jeremy, and this is what he had to say. He didn't have to say anything to say because he didn't, he didn't return my um, message, and nor did I expect him to because from what I understand, he's on administrative leave right now, and we're going to get to 
to all that. Um, I guess you could say this started probably when he took the job. Um, but we're going to save you all that nonsense. You know, we're going to pretty much bring you to the part that um, where it started getting really, really greasy. You know, how about let's just go to a week before the injury fun game. Now, Central had the injury fun game down at Conley. Mount Pleasant was there. Classical there. Everyone knows Classical was scheduled for a two, a two-quarter game. You know, but for whatever reason, sorry about that. You know, so right before the injury fun game, uh, we find out that we find out that first Blake Simpson's bus never showed up. And then we find out that there was an issue. Give me one second, please. When I drop you off, you never see your father saw 48 hours of the week. It's not enough for us to speak. It's not enough for me to teach. I want to hug you. You're out of reach. You're so far away. I just want you here with me. Just know this wasn't up to me. Driving from your mama crib, I find it hard to breathe. Hard to tell you what I mean, but I never want to leave. There's things I must protect you from. I only can two days out the week. I only feel like a man on them two days out the week. The rest of the time, I'm on my grind. Sometimes I forget to. All right, we back, we back. My bad. Something fell. Had to take care of that. Um, but yeah, so we're bringing you up to right before the injury fund. You know, now we know that Hope High School did not make the injury fund. You know, there was a lot of speculation, and nobody was really clear of what happened. So we're gonna bring you to a timeline, basically, uh, of what happened as it's getting close to the injury fund game. The, the coach over there at Hope reaches out to the athletic director. And he basically, he's telling the athletic, he wanted to remind him, I think this was like August 12th. He wanted to remind him, um, Mr. Gonzalez, who I believe isn't Hope under probation, you know, um, but he wanted to remind him that he's, that they still needed like 15 or so um, helmets, different sizes. And a lot of people know the, the BS going on with helmets. And look, that was on August 12th. The season starts August 15th. So we know now that they're short 15 helmets. So we know quite a few kids have not had any helmets as of yet. So now we get to like August 20, 24th. Another email goes out to Mr. Gonzalez about safety concerns on the program. So the email goes out. And saying that basically playing central for the injury fund game, that makes no sense. He informed him, you know, about about the number of players that that Hope has had. And how they're still waiting for the first day of school so they can actually see if they can get some kids signed up for the football team. Now, that's exactly what happened. The first day of school comes, kids sign up. By the time they get the injury of assumption risk, you know, get the physical, a day or two goes by, right? So now the injury fund game is coming up. So Mr. Gonzalez, he then emails the coaching staff at the school. He emails Mr. Mr. Velasquez to inform him that, um, that they only had an, an eligible player. Um, but they're saying you must play that game. That injury fund game has to go down that's all anybody at this point really was caring about you know that that injury fun game goes on you know so now everybody knows that the RIIL wanted all these rosters in by Wednesday August 31st you know and
I so my apologies again. Um, so now the rosters are supposed to be in by by what by the thirty first, so they could be uploaded on RIIL. So at at that point, you know, you got. I think it was like a Wednesday during practice. The the AD comes, he pulls pulls the assistant coaches, and so now you got less coaches of of the few that you have. Um, he emails the coaches and principal to tell him that he thinks we may have enough people to play the game. Now he's saying that there's all kind of kids eligible. I think when it all came said and done, out of the thirty something kids that's on the Hope roster, seventeen kids were eligible. So now, um, out of the 17 kids that was eligible from the list that was sent, he ends up texting a, a group of another 12 names on it. I mean, this guy's just pulling names out of his out of the hat because he needs 16 to 18 kids, right? RIIL wants to make sure you got 16 to 18 kids to play. So this athletic director is just pulling names out of a hat even though a lot of these kids are not eligible. So out of the 17 kids that were not eligible, three of the kids have never had helmets. Now you want them to play central. They never wore helmets. Another five of the kids, they started school. Like I said, remember earlier, they started school on what? The first day of school. So they did not have the 10 days mandatory. Now, the coach is, from what I understand, the coach is telling the athletic director this. You know, he emailed the principal this. You know, so so coming up to that point, Mr. Gonzalez emails the, the principal in the morning and says that we now have 12 players on the roster. And he communicates for safety reasons that the district requires at least 16 to be present. See, they only have 12 because the rest are not eligible for disciplinary reasons. So he's basically telling the principal, look, we need to free up a couple names. You got to get me a couple more names to put on this this, this roster. You know what I mean? So at, at this point, and you know if I'm speaking it, right, it happened. And if I'm speaking it, I'm reading it. Um. So he's basically telling the principal, we don't know if we have enough kids, man. I'm not going to really know until 4 p.m. And it's a 7 o'clock game. You know, but, you know, it basically, it seemed like that the AD cared about what was going on with the players. But then when you look at it again, it's like this guy just, just what the district requires, just what the RIIL requires, but he didn't slow down to read the names of the list he was he was submitting. And this is why AD should work in the building, because then you know the kids you're, you're talking about, and you wouldn't realize that half these kids were not even eligible. And if you would have listened, you would have realized that the coach was trying to tell you this from what I un understand. But the athletic director would not listen. This is why Hope is a shit show. Respect to all the kids at, at Hope, you know, but you got a shitty athletic director, you're going to have a, a shitty program. So now, um, safety concerns were lost to the athletic director trying to make sure that Hope did not play this game no matter what. And really, the athletic director through all this seemed to be concerned about one thing, any sanctions or any liability that the league or Jay Minard was going to spank him. Because Jay Minata at a point was like, look, I don't care about hope. All I, I don't care about what's going on in that building. I don't care that you guys don't get along. All I care about is that game is played. That's all anybody cared about in this situation, that that injury fund game 
was played. So what? You're gonna lose ticket sales from from the Hope crowd. Why was it so important that Hope showed up to that injury fun game? Why did you even want to put Hope, knowing the problems that they have had against a team like Mount Pleasant, against a team you got a former Division Two champs over there at Classico? You have Central. I mean, Central's doing so much over there. They, they, they're creating rules just for them. You want to put them against a team like that. So why is everybody concerned you have to get to this injury fund game? You know that the players that the athletic director wanted to send... Now, the athletic director is responsible for putting the names on the roster, right? So the players he wanted to spend, three students should not have been on the roster since they started on the first day of school, right? Mandatory what? R-A-I-L. Help me out here. We can get Tommy Mezzanani to come on and tell you what it is. Yes, it's 10 days. Eric, what is it? You know the rules. Eric is my new assistant. He was getting his company's facing layoff, so we had to help him out a little. Eric, you could talk. What is it? Ten days, he said. Yes. So the athletic director must have known that it was ten days. So And five freshmen, five freshmen, I'm sorry, didn't have the ten days. And you know how we know they didn't have helmets? Guess what? They don't have that many helmets. They were short helmets. The only reason why they had helmets for this game, because you had so many uneligible kids. So, Mr. Athletic Director, tell me. Why were them just say that the three kids, never mind the five. So, eight of the 17, for safety reasons, based on R-I-I-L rules, right? These are R-I-I-L rules that these kids need 10 days of mandatory, like, you put them on the roster yourself, you. And then what'd you do? The coach didn't want to get on the bus. Parents were there. Parents were like, how do you think I find this stuff out? They'd be dropping dimes. They'd be dropping gems, really. And at 308, what'd you say, Mr. Gonzalez? You say, listen, we are not going to cancel... On the day of the game. No way. We are playing this game. And you know what happened at 3.12 p.m., Mr. Gonzalez? You already know. You communicated that you may be able to get 18 kids off of that roster of ineligible kids, Mr. Gonzalez. So earlier in the day, you couldn't shake, you couldn't shake that roster loose because for disciplinary reasons, them kids couldn't play. But then you all of a sudden you said, hey, maybe I can grab a couple more kids. And you called principal. You was like, yo, I need a couple more kids freed up. We may be able to get 18 now. An hour ago, you couldn't get 16. So now you got 18. Well, if they're ineligible, where'd they come from? But no, but now you want to put this on your coach. You threaten him not to get on the bus. Look, for safety reasons, coaches should be at the field, what, at least an hour before the game? It's going on 6.30. The bus is still at Hope High School, and the athletic director's like, that bus better not leave. And if that bus leaves, only the kids on that roster are going to play, not another kid's going to step on that field. Oh, so let's put your own kids in jeopardy. Right? Oh, only the, the 16 you would let play instead of the 18? Because the bus left without you saying so. Oh, my God. This is what it is. Shitty athletic directors have shitty programs. And this is the problem at Hope. And I don't even mind Jay Minard saying, I don't blame him. I don't mind. I mean, what the hell does he care if I mind? I don't blame him for saying Hope has been a disaster. It has. You look at the concession stands. What a mess. You know, and I think 
we could talk about the lockers that Hope didn't have when when Coach Jeremy came over there. I remember last year. I don't even know if we talked about it, but I think he came out of his own pocket and bought like 20 sets of lockers. Then he goes downstairs. He finds some other lockers, and they chew his ass out. Why'd you touch them dirty, dingy lockers that were falling apart or rusted in the basement? Use the other dingy, rusted lockers on the other side of the basement. Like, why does the football team always get they crap on, on the programs? You know why? Because it's dominantly a poor sport and it's dominantly a minority sport. I'm going to say it. So now Mr. Gonzalez goes on. Um, and here's a guy that basically put this roster together. You know what I mean? How many are freshmen? He don't even, he never played football. He never coached football. So how does he even know what to look for in each kid? Does he know how to assess the kids? And he refused to have a conversation about it. Because from what one of the parents was saying, that the coach was trying to have a conversation. He was, he, the coach did not want to play my son, but the athletic director was saying my son had to play. And the parents said they were concerned. He said, because my son have yet have not to have a helmet on. And we, I think we're going to have the parent on the show. I think we're going to have the parent. The parent, um, I think they are going to come on the show. The parent said that, that her kid never had a helmet on. So, Mr. Athletic Director, again, how was this kid on the roster for the injury fund? That's all I'm asking. I mean, you could answer the question. I'm just putting out there for the people. You know what I mean? How was he on the roster? How was these other eight kids on the roster? So now we're going to fast forward. It's like maybe 5.30, 5.20. What happens now? Mr. Gonzalez then sends a group text to multiple people not to get on the bus and to wait for him to straighten out the roster. That should have been straightened out when? The day before at the latest. We're, we're here Thursday. This roster is not straightened out. R-I-I-L, they didn't want to play with rosters this year, right? We, you have to have your roster submitted by the 31st, right? Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And and not for nothing, right? They have, what, a 7 o'clock game over there at Conley? It's still, what time is it when they're, when they're still there? It's like 5.30 going up on, on 6 o'clock. That bus better not leave. 6.30, it's still in the parking lot. It should have left at least by quarter of six. So now Hope's going to get over there to the injury fund game if they left. Not being able to stretch, go right on the field and start their game. These are the safety concerns. Not the coaches, but the athletic director is putting into harm's way over at Hope High School. And then what does he do? He threatens the coach. says, you'll be getting a phone call in the morning by 8.30 a.m. Coach Jeremy was in the principal's office Friday morning. The principal did not listen to what he had to say. He said, you can't come back from this. Sign this resignation paper right here. Well, we're going to start the process to terminate your ass. I mean, I don't know if he said it like that, but. You know why? Because Coach Jeremy decided. Um, for safety reasons that we cannot go play this game. Situate decided for safety reasons that they could not go play Mount Pleasant. So why? Why is it why is it different? Why are we going to force the resignation of a coach of a program that nobody wants? And guess what? Now you're forcing Coach Jeremy out. And we're gonna get into the assistant coach job that went a year 
and nobody getting. And we're going to get into the AD said that he was going to pay the assistant coach retro. And then when they went and talked to the principal and he told them that, it was like that Nikolai Tesla thing. Like, oh, you know, you American humor. You, you know, you ain't getting that retro. So what the coach do? He said, I'm resigning. I'm out of here. So he resigned in May. And then the principal says, I can't hire an assistant coach. I got other positions in the building that need to be hired before that. Oh, so I got two volunteers. Now they're running the program. You got two guys that never, ever coach football. And they're running the program. All right, listen, man, we got a lot more to talk about, right? Give me a minute. I got to get a quick drink. I'm going to play this this quick video. Just where is it? Stand by. Thank you for tuning in. You know, send me in any game scores going on, but give me one second. I love what Mikey does. Sometimes I'm like, yo, you over the edge, TMZ with it. <laughs> but <sighs> the boy going to do you something nasty. I hate to say it more times than not, he get the results he want. Right. And, and to be honest because- with you, I, I honestly don't think it's over. Honestly, I, I think exactly what this state needs. Um, we've always needed a platform where we can call out the, the, the nonsense. The repercussions. And, 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 you know, give people the props that they deserve and call yeah. out the people who are, who are full of it. And honestly, I, I think that more and more people are starting to utilize Mike's platform for that. You know, and honestly, I know a lot of folks, you know, a lot of people talk to me, oh, Emerson, like you're on there and you talk this and you talk that. And I'm like, listen, I said, I said, name one thing that he's been wrong about. And then this silence. <laughs> but boy. Right. Because they know. Because honestly, like that, that stuff that's being exposed, they're like, oh, damn, how do you find out about it? And again, you know, he... Mike has his sources, and I never get into that. But the, at the end of the yeah, day, man, what he exposes is the truth, and people don't want to hear that. They want to hear the watered down version. They want to hear, oh well, I don't know how he found that right. out, blah blah blah. But you know, they want to duck and dodge and this and that, and you know, there's no need for that. It's like, okay, we need to bring a level of respect back to you know coaching and administration yeah. and stuff like that. And honestly, when people get called out like that. You know, they call they call it's out the, the nonsense. And and that's that's exactly what we need. Y'all better stop playing with that boy. Oh, the alignment's good for football on second thought. Dude, you crapped on it this this whole video, man. Sitting there like I have no clue what I'm doing. Like I was just keeping my hands out of it and people were just taking shots at it left and right and it was I mean for me it was Dude, he said I have no idea what I'm doing. We know that, but what you meant to say was like I had nothing to do with this. No, you called out a parent, I have never, ever, ever called out a parent, man. Never, man. never, never crossed that line, man. That's unprofessional, man. You work for the journal, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I told Mike, I, said, I got my, I got my connections like Huggy Bear, but Mikey's more like J. Jonah Jameson. I don't know where he get it from. He'd be like, you know, I got an email. I'm going to call him out. I'm like, God, this is real. <laughs> Listen, no one's going to give you more coverage. No one's going to be at more games. No one's going to be more informed. I'm not just some guy sitting in his basement spouting off about who's winning games and who's doing what. We're real. The rebellion is real. Providence Journal coverage is going to be real this year. It's almost here. Three days away. There he is. That's my son. Eric Rube. Daddy misses you. That's my son. If anyone sees him, tell him, Eric, I know your father. Yo, what's up, everybody? We back. We talking about the Hope High School situation. Coach Jeremy, what we're going to call him, um, being forced out of Hope for canceling the game for safety reasons, safety concerns. A few of his kids did not have R-I-I-L. 10 days mandatory. The AD submits a roster. These things are already done. This is record. The AD, you did this. You submitted the record. Like, like there's a paper trail of, of all of this. Um, We got it all. <laughs> we got it all. And we're going to stand up for coaches that don't have a voice because it's not right what goes, what goes on. 
you look at everything going on about that other rule with the um we can i mean we could call a spade a spade right we can call it the central rule because that's basically what this rule is all about this rule is all about central and what's going on at central high school and you can't beat around the bush this is what it is i think this the court system won't even recognize a mother or father to be like you know but just because i don't live with my mom that means i cannot play the full seat or just because you know it just it makes no sense we're gonna be talking more about that we also talked this week coach dunbar and blake simpson added to the e-board but our guy mike washington that also applied for it in d1 they don't want mikey in them rooms they don't want him there he's voted off the island but blake congratulations blake came on yesterday my man coach dunbar he's running man but we're gonna talk talk to stanley man congratulations to both of them them dudes um but yeah, we're gonna get back into into this. We're gonna get back into Coach Jeremy over at Hope being forced out. Now, yeah, I think he's on <clears throat> administrative leave right now. You know, but so where were we? We're like at five thirty eight p.m. Right? We got minute by the minute text. You know, the communication. Now, this guy, you would think that that this athletic director, you know, the day of the game, where are you? You know what? Don't worry about that. I'll tell you where he was. He was getting the boys' soccer team paperwork notarized because they had a game in two days. You got a game today. Shouldn't you be getting that roster together that you already procrastinate? Everyone knows that you're the world's worst procrastinator. I mean, that is no lie. I mean, these this stuff got to be frustrating to coaches. I mean, the athletic director with all his last-minute tactics just thinks this guy, you know, the things you got to do to run an athletic program. So now we're going to go to, um, so right around 539, right, Mr. Gonzalez, we will have to see what we have. And, and we'll let you know how many kids we have able able to play, right? Like, the scrimmage starts in, like, seven minutes. These kids should have been over there. And then he finally texts the final roster. And what the final roster said, out of the kids that were on the final, the final roster, and we was able to dig this up. And I think I found, let me see if I got it. Well, the kids that were on the final roster, one was in a in a eleventh grader, I think. Um, and and the the eleventh grader, his paperwork was in, but his first day of practice was the first day of school, so he didn't have the mandatory days of practice required by the interscholastic league to be placed on a roster and able to play. So that's why you want to fire a coach. Jeremy, right? Well, how about ninth grader, a freshman who never played football before and doesn't even have his own helmet? So guess what? You don't have your own helmet. You have not practiced with a helmet. How about another ninth grader, a freshman who never played football before as well? Guess what? No helmet. So you're going to let him play knowing that he never played with a helmet. How about a 10th grader not playing and sitting out because of a hamstring injury, but you put him on the roster, and we're not even half down this list. How about the ninth grade freshman who never played before, who never had a helmet on, who didn't have the 10 days? How about the 11th grader? He didn't have the mandatory 10 days as well required by the R-I-I-L. And also, he never even showed up the day of the game and you still got him on the roster. How about the other ninth grader, a freshman female who never played before and who has not even had a helmet to practice with? But you was going to let her play as well, Mr. Athletic Director. And this 
is why. Let's not forget the 11th grader that came to one practice before school even started and then started up again the first day of school. And he did not have the 10 days of practice required by RIL. And I think there was one or two more that were on the list. So we're going to stand up for coaches like Coach Jeremy. This guy's trying to fill spots, do what he has to do. And this guy's over here moving people around, you know, saying, oh, I might be able to get you a couple more kids of some ineligible kids that are not eligible to play. I think it looks like they're like the ratio is like 12 to four, 12 freshmen to four non-freshmen over there at Hope. And now it's even worse. Look, Central Falls for 50 up on them. Absolutely. Um, let me see. All right. So, so now he don't go to the injury fun game. The next morning, the principal calls him up. Get in my office. He has to get in the office. Yeah, I mean, get over here. So he's trying to communicate why he could not play the game. He kept insisting that he had 18 kids and that we should be able to play. But you, you, you try to tell these guys that this is more than a number game. I mean, they won't even go down the field and see the situation. How many times do you see these administrators on the field going down there seeing What's going on? You just think you got eight people there, so there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to play this game. There's safety reasons why you can't do it. I don't think you should play with less than 20. But they was like, you play this game or you will receive a phone call in the morning. Threaten him. I bet he knows now what it means. So what does the principal got to say about this? And I know that HR said, well, we didn't hear your side of the story, but it really don't matter if we didn't hear your side of the story because you guys can't get along anyway. And what did the principal say? After last night, there's no coming back from that. Where we hear that before? I think Coach Fortin. You know, so, and I'm sure that the coach, he definitely did what was best for the players. Don't you guys agree? You guys on seven, a roster of 17 kids and eight of them didn't have the mandatory R-I-I-L. How many coaches would have went to that injury fun game? I hope none of is. And I could believe that this game, that they really wanted him. And then when the coach, I was told that, then he well, goes to me, Jay Minard. Jay Minard was not happy at all. But Jay Minard said he was never, they never told him about the safety concerns. And that's why he was so irate. But they did say, but at the end of the day, I don't care what's going on at Hope. I just care that you didn't show up to that game. Jay Minard, welcome to come on here and talk about it. You know what I mean? So when I heard when I heard this story about Coach Jeremy, I got very interested in it. I wanted to stand up for him because nobody was he's getting screwed by the city. I mean, I think the city is in jeopardy. Ain't, ain't the, the state taking over the Providence School Department because it's such a mess? You know, and, and I bet Mr. Gonzalez never communicated any safety concerns to, to Mr. Minot. I guarantee he did not. I guarantee he did not tell Minot about the safety concerns. See what's going on on the other side of football. Imagine what we you don't know about. I don't even bring half the stuff to you because it's, you know, 
the game, you know, we need to play football. We need to concentrate on making better men out of these kids. But for Mr. Minad not to communicate these safety concerns with the citywide athletic director, I think he should be held liable for that. And that's what they want. They want someone held liable for that injury fund game fiasco. And I don't think you hold the coach liable. I think you hold the athletic director liable. I think we need a new athletic director in Hope High School. And I think, you know, we get a new athletic director in Hope because he's the one that screwed this all up. He's the one that violated RIIL sanctions, not the coach. And you're over here trying to, trying to fire the coach. You're threatening him. Oh, you know what happens if you don't resign? You know, chances are you never get another job in the city again. And we already know that the athletic director at Hope is already in hot water. He's already on probation. The program's already a mess. The AD cared about is that we don't get sanctioned by the league. When does RIIL rules trump safety issues? I would ask, listen, ask the school AD why you didn't tell the city, the citywide AD about the safety concerns. All you cared about. is that they're refusing to get on that bus. Oh, this game's going to be played. So the city athletic director, he's all mad. He don't know about the safety concerns. He calls the principal bugging. He don't even want to show up to the game. Friday morning comes around. Principal says, come on in. And at that point, after last night, I need your letter of resignation. You know, and I believe that the coach did what was best for the kids. So what are you going to do? The principal and athletic director. I mean, this is crazy. Look, look, this guy put lockers in the joint. I mean, who else is going to coach at Hope? You know, so you get rid of him. Who else is going to going to coach over there? I mean, I definitely bet. Exactly. Someone just said on one of the other social medias that I bet the athletic director didn't communicate. We all know that he's not a bet that he's not a good communicator. Listen, man. Right now, this is just BS. Um I think Minad needs to be a part of this conversation because Minad's the one that knows what was communicated to him. Did the athletic director tell you, Minad, that there was eight kids that never had helmets on? Well, Mike Lunny, what do you think about this, that the athletic director wanted these kids to play central? Mount Pleasant without helmets. And yeah, I don't doubt that Minad said, I don't care what happens to Hope Athletic Director. It's been terrible for a long time. You're right, because if you got shitty ADs, you got shitty programs. Someone should be held accountable. Absolutely right. But I think maybe the athletic director should be held accountable. A sports program is only as good as the AD. You have a horrible AD. You have a horrible program. Now everybody's backtracking. I didn't have all the info. Now HR is backtracking. Jay Minard backtracking. Now you got HR involved. And this is just a Friday after the injury fund game. So HR gets involved. They're claiming that this is the first time I heard your side of the story. We never heard that side of the story before. You know, but regardless, you know, that they don't want you there. They don't like you. Are you guys going to be able to get along? I mean, so it's important for people to just know the truth right now. Thank you to the parents that, that sent this to me. Um, 
Thank you to my janitor friend over there at HR. Um, yeah, everything got screwed up. Everything got screwed up with, with this shit. I mean, for real. Um, and the coach had a lot of letters of support. And I even heard that, that the principal got pissed at the guidance office, the guidance counselor. I mean, Bobby Palazzo has a lot to say about um, Coach Jeremy. And I bet HR didn't even take the time to go through the report. I know they didn't. Actually, I know for a fact they they didn't. I mean, this was all the AD and the principal going back and forth. What kids are eligible? I mean, if you couldn't free up this many kids at, at 3 o'clock, how did you free them up at, at 5 o'clock? Oh, I could free maybe four more. I could sacrifice. I can get like four more to play. How? How? Someone said the athletic director, I hope, is more concerned with checking the boxes and watching his own ass than advocating for his students and coaches. He just wants to shine up to his bosses, then listen to his coaches. He don't care about none of our children. The athletic director, I hope, will never make it about the children. Damn, man. Buddy. Buddy. Crazy, man. Just And these inner city kids, they all need guidance. They definitely all need guidance. But now they don't want this guy around the kids, you know. So right now, I don't think he is. I don't think he's, um... I know he's not coaching. He had great references. He had references from Scott Barr. Palazzo is, is like a like a father figure to him. Definitely letters of support. Oh, and more is coming. This is just part one. We still gotta unpack the Emails. Whoa. I am attaching the football eligibility notes based on the paperwork I received of 22 packets. We only have one completed package and eligible student. This is going to jeopardize the game on Thursday. So when was this? This was on Tuesday? So this, <laughs> this athletic director knew that only one package of the risk assumption form was completed. And he still let this go on. The district already made accommodations for us to avoid playing central. We want to make every effort <clears throat> with our assistant coaches and provide him with the notes and packages. Yo, this is the AD, right? The, the AD, yo, this guy's a dummy. He's a dummy. He said that, um, and he puts this in a text message, like, he, what a dummy. He says that, um, I plan to sit down with these kids. Um, if the kids don't submit the missing documents, they should not be allowed to practice for liability reasons. No shit. This could put us at risk of sanctions. That's all you cared about was sanctions from the district, bro. Dude. I mean, you know what? This was... I mean, the athletic director, it was it was his freaking bright idea to let the assistant coach deal with all the paperwork. I wonder why he can't find shit. Who's this one from?
I don't know, but that's crazy, man. What's going on? Hope coach being being fired. You might as well say it being fired, being terminated for not bringing his kids to the injury fund game for good reasons. Three of them never wore helmets. Five of them didn't have the 10 days required by RIIL and they're looking to fire this coach. So hopefully this helps this guy. I reached out to him. I never heard back from him. You know, look, I'm still going to stand up for him because it's the right thing to do. And I'll do this for any coach. I'll do this for you. This is from the, um, here it is. This is our roster as of right now. We only have 12 eligible students with completed paperwork. I'm willing to add a few more by 4 (laughs) o'clock. They don't have the paperwork, bro. I don't know, man, but we got another one. Fry another fish. Get them out of here. These people, man. But let's get into something a little more positive coming up. You know, congratulations to um to Stanley and Blake. You know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more because there's a few points that I've been looking up. I look up federal law, and even the federal court kind of don't recognize, you know, um, who is the parent. If the kid lives with the mother, the kid can play all eight games. But if the kid don't live at the mother's address, the kid cannot play all eight games. And this rule was recently, because if you look, um, let me look at it. It's over and under, is it D? I think it's in 6D. We're definitely gonna gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely uploaded this. And I thought if they changed the rules, they had to transfer rules. Section six. I mean, a lot of kids transferred in, and I see them playing. I see um. Got the Avante kid is playing. Um, you got the St. Ray's quarterback, Wolfie. I mean, he transferred from Situate last year. He started. He's playing. You know, you have um, you have other kids that that transferred. I don't have the the whole list in front of me, but you got kids that transferred and they are playing. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. We we gotta call it the central rule. You know, but I'm going to put Article 3, Section 6. You know what? I'm going to put that up in the comment section. Thank you, little man. Appreciate it. All right. Let me get this out of here. I'm going to put that rule up there in the comment section so you guys can uh, copy and paste it or whatever. Picking and choosing. Yes, exactly. Picking and choosing. You don't even know the half of it. It's been okay for NK to do it for years. How long has NK been 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 bringing kids in? All right, but um, I'm gonna put the rule. The rule is actually here. We go. Article three, section six, transfer rule. If a student transfers, Michaela. Um, without a corresponding change of address, the student shall be ineligible for 50% of the total league in that if he or she participated at varsity level, a transfer affidavit must be completed and submitted. Now, everybody, there was today, it went out. They said that, um... Here it is said, we are seeing a rise in the number of transfers statewide to begin the fall season. There will be continued conversation on this topic as the school year progresses. As point of clarification, any athlete deemed ineligible by school discipline, academics, or the RIIL subject to the transfer rule 
cannot be listed on the official roster eligibility list. All athletes on a roster must be declared fully eligible by the athletic administrator. They cannot participate in official pregame warm-ups with the team. They can be dressed in full uniform for the game. And then if you go look... um. Where was it on? Here we go. Watch this one. Nope, not that one. Here we go. Unless there's a family court decision awarding custody to another, the residence of the mother shall be judged to be the resident of the student. But the student must actually reside at the mother's home. If the student neither resides at the mother's home nor in the home of the person awarded custody by the family court, the student shall be subject to a waiting period of 50% of the league schedule before becoming eligible. Why the mother's home? Why not? The father's home. The father is not parents. We're taking more power away from the man. Why the mother's home? Growing up in the city, there's some shitty-ass mothers, man. There's mothers that shouldn't even be around strangers' kids. Never mind their own kids. You know what I mean? You may not see it in some of these suburban areas, you know, uh, a perfect little household, you know. Um, but let's face it. This rule, we know what this rule is about. Do we not? And no one's going to say it, of course. I'm going to say it. This rule is about Central High School. This rule is because kids want to go play for Central. This rule is like they want to go play for uh, inner city school. like, And Central's doing what they got to do in the classroom. So let's not hate. Let's just let's call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? But we're going to talk more to... Tomorrow, we're going to look at the um, coach's pick man. This is going to be really good. Look at that. Coach Goodhart, 10 and 0, 7 and 3. I mean, Rhode Island ranked. And listen, send your stats into Rhode Island ranked. You got the top three going on right now. So go to Rhode Island ranked on Instagram, send your stats. And Coach Piver up there, 9 and 1. The only game that beat him was himself. Look at that. North Smithfield, Pond against it. What do you think about that game? And who are the top dogs in Division Three right now? Give me a top three. I would say bottom to the top, Classical, Coventry, and uh, West Warwick. And you have to give Classical because they're the reigning D2 champions. You know, but they are also the only team that goes backwards. So go figure that. You know, West Pennington, 8-2. and two. Coach Dunbar, 9-1. and one. Our newest member of the big board. Um... Coach Blissey Blake, I told him yesterday I ain't worried about him being in last place. We've seen what he did at Breakthrough. We've seen what he did to Mikey Walsh. He said, come here, boy. Put him over his knee. Kicked his butt. Nah, salute to Mikey Washington, man. Uh, salute to Blissey Blake. Salute to Team Pink. Salute, salute to Dola Design. And listen, I need some help. If you want to advertise, you got a business. Like, come promote it on this platform. We'll push your brand. We have coaches all over the state that come on. Central Falls is going to be joining us. We have West Warwick. We got Westerly. Uh, we have Central Knights. We got Pilgrim on uh, North Smithfield. Like, we're covered across the state. We're going to be even talking to some of the kids from One Socket and my guy, Coach Charlie Buball. That's right. We're going to drag him up. On this show, we also got the Air Force that's big supporters of us. So get them nominations in. If you got a kid that could be nominated, I nominate him. The Air Force presents him with an award. That's what's going on, man. But, you know, I appreciate everybody. You know, you can hit the, um, we got Cash App, we got Venmo. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. Um, you know, like always. Don't forget. Ah, my son.
They're both my kids. My kids, you know, I, I got Eric Rube. I got his brother, Derek. I got his brother, um, Josh, Josh Lima, another son of mine, you know. Um, I got them other freaking guys up in Cumberland at the, at the club. You know, I got kids everywhere. I got kids everywhere, but I right, listen. Always keep it real, always keep it authentic, and always keep it 100. Absolutely be the fakest motherfucker you ever thought you could be and just lie your way all the way through. And um, if as long as you believe your lies, which is most of the industry these days, then, you know, you can last this long. The other way is to just be real with your friends, your, you know, your family and your core fan base, um, just 100 percent authentic. And they and you keep it real with them. They keep it real with you and they'll support you till uh, the day you die. And it's our business to keep up with this.